What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, hello. Very strong possibility that I'm wearing the same clothes that I wore yesterday. With the exception in the hat, the winter hat that I'm wearing. Why is that important? It's not. It's not. It's just to kind of give you an idea of how far um, I've let myself go. I am completely comfortable uh, at bedtime. Okay, I'm wearing sweatpants. I rarely wear pants. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. It's always sweats. Usually a hoodie if it's cold, like this one. It's bedtime. Off come the clothes into the bed. Wake up. On go the clothes. They're right there. It's cold in the room. There was some bathing involved and a fresh pair of underwear. But generally, wow, what living the high life. Holy cow. Uh, as you can see behind me, you have O'Neal with new puppy Darla May. Today is her uh, eight-week birthday. She was born on February 18. Amanda asks, are they friends now? Uh, yes. Yes, they, they, uh, they actually play together, but... Um, uh, O'Neal is getting annoyed. Kenny says she needs uh, an emoji. You're right. I don't know how to do that. I might have to have my friend Sean help me. I don't, I don't know. That's beyond my pay grade. Today, though... Um, O'Neal, as you can see, this is like Darla's little tennis ball. And O'Neal got his hands on it. And um, she wanted it. So she was like barking at him with her little uh, high-pitched puppy bark. And he's doing that thing where he lifts his uh, upper lip. And he's looking at her like, fuck you. I could kill you in a second. And I go, O'Neal, come on, buddy. Uh, there were There was some dramatics yesterday and uh if you are following me on patreon you already know about this but man oh fuck was i scared because after i finished the free podcast i'm sitting here and um and by the way i have uh you can't see it but i've got like pillows all around this couch you guessed it i'm here doing my work, head down, doing boring podcast work, and I hear thump. And she's on, she fell off the couch. And uh, she kind of looks up at me like, and she didn't make a peep. She just hit the ground. And then uh, she goes to walk and the left 
front leg and her paw, something's, uh, I'm like, oh my God. And it kind of gives out and she falls on her little puppy face. I'm like, oh no, oh my God, it's the worst day of my life. A diet is going to kill me, holy shit. I pick her up and uh, I'm like, I'm feeling the leg carefully, feeling for like something wrong, something amiss. And I'm, I can't detect anything and I'm slowly moving it. And she doesn't, and then, so I put her back down and then she kind of squeals a little bit and I'm like, well, that's, it's broken. It is completely this dog. We need to change this dog's name to Joe Theismann because she just broke one of her sticks. It's destroyed. It's probably in multiple pieces. I've probably made it 10 times worse. So I'm, and uh, so I, I, I race to the phone and I'm like, I, I call the animal medical center of Wyoming. I go, Oh my God. You believe that? And they go, is this about Lulu? And I go, Lulu, what the fuck are you talking about? No, it's Darla. Oh, I didn't tell you that I changed your name. Oh my God. Cause when we got her, her name was Lulu. And then I made an appointment for her and they have it down as Lulu. So they were all confused. I was like, no, it's Darla. What the fuck is wrong with you now? Oh my God, I got to bring her in. They go, well, hey, we don't have any, we don't have any openings. You can call Blue Pearl. I love Blue Pearl. I love Animal uh, Animal Medical Center of Wyoming. But I think um, the lady was like, in my mind, she probably was like, oh, he's just an anxious parent. There's nothing wrong with the dog. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, there's something wrong with my puppy. Now, the thing about Blue Pearl there, when you call, they pick it up. And like the second they say Blue Pearl, um, well, then the clock starts ticking. The uh, Right away in your brain, you can see like dollar signs just drifting away. I didn't call. I waited. And um, after a period of time, it has uh, revealed itself that she is fine. She spent the whole day playing. It. She, she walked it off, you know? I think that's the first time the dog has ever experienced any type of uh, physical pain, you know? So... Uh, you know, she was kind of like, she didn't know what to do. Tyler says, I took my dog to Blue Pearl a few months ago for a $450 nail trim. Oh, what the fuck? What happened? Why don't you just fucking schedule that and go to, uh, you know, PetSmart or something. They'd do that for like 10 bucks. There had to be a reason for that. It had to be, I don't know. Uh, when Daisy died. Oh my God. The only, the only, um, uh, everything worked out fine. They they, they were great. I, I have no complaints about, um, about what they did, but it's just so weird that, you know, you have something like this happen and, um, you gotta go and then like pay the bill for the dog to be put to sleep. It was just so bizarre. But uh, try not to think about that. I can't think about that because all of my time right now 
is uh, spent on puppy patrol. This is no joke. Um, I am a big proponent of, I mean, uh, if you're going to let her walk around the house, you must keep an eye on her. You got to follow her around. So she's exploring, getting into things. And if, if I wasn't following her around and watching her like a hawk, the first place she went to was the first thing she stopped and tried to eat was an electrical cord. You got a lamp plugged into the wall. She's like, oh, let's bite this. Puts it right in her mouth. And I'm like, no, no. Those little, one of those little teeth go through there. She's going to get a jolt of a lifetime. Had to like uh, a tape. I had to take the um, uh, cord that the lamp, you know, because it hangs down. It's at her level. I had to tape it up the wall to puppy proof that. I'm like, okay, all right. That's what you got to do. And then, uh, so I, I follow her around in the event that she takes a leak because the way to do this is you got to actually catch them when they actually do it and make that uh, very known that that is not the place to do that. My house is not your toilet. We had the very first incident yesterday where she squatted to pee and just a little thimble full of pee left her body onto the carpet. I was right there. And she squatted, and I, I said, no! And I picked her up, and I quickly shoveled her outside, and I set her down, and she looked at me, and she immediately went pee. Good girl! Here's a treat! Oh, my God, you're so awesome! And, uh, and that was that. Pick her up, bring her back inside, clean up the pee, done deal. Um, as the day wears on, the queen of the forest comes home. And I, uh, I, I said to her, I go, I'm not going to lie. I'm not comfortable with your technique of, quote, unquote, watching the dog. She didn't give me any shit about it, but I was just totally honest. I go, look, if you're going to put her down in the living room and she's wandering around playing with everybody, um, you can't be reclined with your feet up in a chair so that in case she gets into something or in case something happens or in case she squats to pee, it takes you forever to get, you know, up, put the fucking foot thing down on the chair. And, and I go, I hate to tell you this, but until she, she grows up a little bit, uh, we got to kind of be on guard to keep an eye on her. And I mean, it's like a, it's like having an infant. Unless if she's in her little crated in area, little fenced in doggy playpen with pee pads down. And, and then there's a little bit of leeway there and, uh, you can, uh, whatever, uh, make your dinner, make a cup of coffee, whatever it may be, but you got to And so I go, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I kind of, I'm not comfortable with that. And she, she didn't give me a hard time. And that's a miracle because usually it's like, oh, yeah, what about you? Or something like that. I'm like, well, what? Well, yeah, what about me? Oh, yeah, the dog fell off the couch. I go, yeah, that was an accident. She didn't say this. In my mind, it happened. Uh, and uh, that was a big mistake on my part. So that's why you can't see it. But I have these pillows all around this couch. That little fucker can't hurt herself again. 
Amanda says, every time I think I need a pet, this is what I tell myself. No, you are not. You are not mistaken. It is a uh, part-time job for a, for a while, for a little while, not forever. Okay. You just kind of got to let the dog grow up, take it all in, you know, um, I'm very blessed that I can keep in, uh, we can keep an eye on the dog. We don't have to, I don't have to go to work or leave the house. Uh, if you, uh, in fact, my opinion is if you want it easy and right, and you just want a little companionship cat cat is superior, absolutely superior. This is the extent of what you need to do with cat. You bring in the cat, you adopt the cat, you bring it in the house, you put it in the litter box. You just set the the cat in there. And they're brilliant animals. They go, oh, this is where I use the restroom. My instinct has taught me that. And then the cat knows. The cat will be like on the other side of the house and says, oh, yes, this specimen asked me to go into this little box with this uh, uh, substance in it and use the restroom. I will do that now. And then the cat goes, and then the cat covers it up, steps out of the box, takes its one paw, reaches it, and ah, I will cover this so that my human doesn't have to look at my unsightly urine. Meanwhile, Darla takes a dump. O'Neill eats it. Psychopaths. but that's all right stevie says there's been a stray coming around our house the past few days it's so sweet and wants pets all the time we've been leaving food and water out for it i'm so torn no you're not that's your cat now you you own a cat It may be just one that hangs around outside, but you now have a cat. You, okay. Um, So if you um, didn't feed it, it would then haunt or go somewhere else. But, you know, I don't fault you, you know, but at the same time, uh, like for us, we did this twice with cats, with Buddy Bob Catface and Fencer. We started feeding them, and then the next thing you know, we're taking them to the vet. Those became our cats. Uh, Amanda says, I'm leaving tomorrow until Sunday at a uh, dildo sales convention, to a dildo sales convention, and I just need Mariah to make sure she didn't kill herself. You're talking about the cat, right? Kind of wish I hadn't read that. Uh, yeah, the cat. Just leave out a... What you do is you get one of those feeders that uh, you just fill it full of food and then it fills up on its own. And leave plenty of water. Have Mariah... Uh, is Mariah at home? Jesus. All right. Anyway, I'm, I'm tired of... Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. I opened up a can of worms. I'm having conversations with audience members. Damn it. What the hell is wrong with me? Breaking my own rule. Okay. So that's what's up. That is what's up in the Eric Zane Show podcast household. Uh, pretty sure at some point I'll have to make a, uh, a trip out for uh, uh, Darla to go potty, but all good. 
Uh, update. Yesterday, also, while I was panicking that I had hurt the dog, I get a phone call from the dentist. Yeah, hey, we can get your brother-in-law, the NFK, in for his root canal. Um, this is in, uh, in an effort to get rid of the yuck mouth as best as we can. Uh, mouth is just a disaster. Uh, she says, we got good news, you know, because they're so behind there. They're so filled up. We have to wait significant amount of time to get him in. So he's got a, a, a bad tooth right now. And um, the last time it was causing him pain, they kind of cleaned it out. And to get rid of the infection, they put him on antibiotics and just fingers crossed it doesn't become a problem again. And then uh, while he awaits his root canal, but he gets a phone call. I get a phone call. Can he come in Wednesday? I go, well, yeah. What time? Uh, 8 a.m. So I rush down there and uh, I go, uh, buddy. And, uh, you know, I'm fully waiting to start a sentence and then write two words into it. He's going to interrupt me. That, oh, God. I go, hey, uh, Kevin, uh, a word? He mutes a TV and he's looking at me like all intense. And I go, so I got a call from the dent. Did you get a call from the dentist? Shit, fuck, fucking shit. Oh, my God. Uh, yep, yep. They uh, they called. Was there a cancellation? Was there a cancellation? Did somebody cancel? Was there a cancellation at the dentist? I go, uh, yeah, there was a can- I knew it. I knew it. I knew we were going to get canceled. When is it? Okay. Uh, Wednesday at 8 a.m. In the morning. In the morning. In the morning. Yeah. 8 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I will take. Can you take me there? Yes. So, uh, 8 a.m. tomorrow. They're going to do the root canal. I don't even know what, what the fuck goes on in the root canal. I think it's I think it's painful and terrible, though. I think they, they go in and anything that is like nerve, it's there, there's, when you can't do it, when the tooth is so far gone, okay, like his are, they crumble like fucking club crackers. They like uh, 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 drill out all of the things that make a tooth a tooth. Blood supply nerves. And then they like put a, a fucking crown on it. And I think like one tooth costs like $500,000 or some shit. Super expensive. And they go, yeah, we're going to do that. And we're going to try to do that other tooth that needs two fillings. I'm like, how can you possibly get fillings even in that tooth? Um, I'm wondering if in his future there will be dentures. And if that happens, you know, when he's talking, the actual dentures are going to fly out of his mouth when he's talking. Uh, and also because of his lack of hygiene, uh, I fully expect him, uh, to use the dentures to wipe his asshole in a pinch. If he runs out of toilet paper in the bathroom, that doesn't make any sense, but anyway, it's stupid. So that's tomorrow at 8 a.m. You're like, Eric Zane, what are we going to do tomorrow? You're supposed to be doing your show at 8 a.m. Okay, so the plan is after that, and I don't know how long that's going to take. I will then um, head back here. Kenny says, who's going to watch the puppy while you're taking him? You know, I'm glad you asked that. I, uh, I don't know. I think that puppy is going to wind up 
in the crate. You know, little uh, little crate cage. She won't. She will not like that. She'll get used to it. We're getting suggestions. I do the podcast from the waiting room of the dentist's office. I don't know if that's a good idea. I might not do that. And when I say might not, I mean, there's no way in hell I'm going to do that. Nate in Kentucky, sometimes known as nut nut bull what is isn't that what you were referred to as nut bull says when he gets dentures they should design a pouch where he can place his chew right in the dentures <laughs> stupid all right so that's what's up uh, this show happens each and every morning on Twitch at 8 a.m. except for tomorrow and other certain days. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Go to that spot online or download the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane Live. You can get the show in its entirety as it happens. Uh, you can dim the screen and run it through your car or listen at work, whatever you want, or watch it. That's up to you. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app. You'll give yourself a little uh, username, and then you can contribute to the show, and I can see your comments. It's great fun. Uh, as always, the audio podcast is available after I uh, finish up the show. I make the audio available as a podcast, the Eric Zane Show podcast. Wherever you download shows, please find a uh, place that you like to download shows, whatever that may be, and subscribe, and you can get the audio podcast at your leisure. As well as the Twitch replays, too. Those are there for you on Twitch. Uh, but for you folks on uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube who are watching the show right now, thank you so much, but I must say goodbye. Uh, to you, go to Twitch to get the rest of the show live. You can send me an email whenever you want to chat. Just send it along, eric at ericsaintshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. The show happens from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fair Bunker Studio. That's Fear Bunker Studio. I have t-shirts at ericsaintshow.com. Click merch. I do cameos. Patreon available. Patreon.com slash ericsaint. All there for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Facebook and Twitter brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Your old pal EZ already has to go potty. Sorry about the interruptions, but that's how it goes. I will be back. Watch the dog for me. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, I'm back. <sighs> okay. 
Let's get settled in. Uh, Ralph Yarl. R-A-L-P-H. Ralph Yarl. Y-A-R-L. That is a name you will all be hearing quite a bit uh, in the foreseeable future. Uh, Ralph is a uh, kid. Let's see. I don't know how old Ralph is. 16. In Kansas City, Missouri, his mother said, okay, Ralph, um, you have your driver's license now. Um, uh, Can you go pick up your siblings? They're at so-and-so's house. She gives him the address. He puts it in his GPS or something like that. Or I don't know how the fuck it happened. Somehow he fucked it up. And uh, Ralph went to the wrong house. He doesn't know that, though. He's a black kid. He walks up to some door, rings the doorbell. It's just simple. The person's up with, hey, I'm uh, my kid brother's here. Kid sister, I'm here to pick her up. But uh, instead, uh, an old man comes to the door with a gun in his hand and shoots through the glass and hits the kid in the head. Kid rings the doorbell. Next thing you know, old man shoots through the door and hits Ralph in the head. He falls down and then the old man shoots him again. Kid somehow gets up i don't know the only way i can think he's well he's he's he is gonna survive in fact somehow he's out of the hospital already i think the kid uh, the guy who shot the gun it must have been like some piss ass 22 or something um but even that i mean the the bullet he's it's amazing that this fucking kid is not dead the kid gets up and runs to the neighbor of where the shooting happened bangs on the door nobody home knocks on three doors finally door number three whoever picks uh opens the door um says thinks it's uh i don't know what the fuck they thought they made the kid put his hands in the air and get on the ground because they like but then they eventually helped him so all right this is so fucked up Now, we all know what's going on here. This fucking lunatic shot the kid because he's black. And what a fucking sequence. Uh, audio check, video check. Here's Lester Holt. From Kansas City, Missouri tonight, an 85-year-old white man has just been charged in the shooting of a black teenager who rang his doorbell by mistake. It follows a weekend of protests over the shooting. Maggie Vespa joins us live now. Maggie, what charges does he face? Lester, prosecutors in Clay County say 85-year-old Andrew Lester faces one count of assault in the first degree and one count of armed criminal action. And they add there was a, quote, racial component in this shooting of a teenage boy who family says made a simple mistake and went to the wrong home. Oh. 
tonight. At- oh yeah, if you if you start hearing the th- ringing through your uh, streets, what do we want? Justice. When do we want it? Now. Then you're fucked. Days of protests demanding justice. The Kansas City homeowner, who families say shot 16-year-old Ralph Yarrell twice for ringing the wrong doorbell, faces criminal charges. I can assure you that the criminal justice system is working and will continue to work. Okay, this is the county prosecutor, as you see. He's almost, in order to keep the peace, because... You know, he's, he's talking about what he wants to do to make sure that this all happens. And, and that's calming people down who would be marching in the streets being pissed off. It might be worth it one time for a guy in this position or a girl in this position to say, all right, we all know that he's a fucking crazy cracker and we're going to make sure that this motherfucker burns. All right, you know, just open it up with something like that just to calm people down. With any serious case, we approached this one in an objective and impartial manner. And he has the times where it's like, why? I did nothing wrong. Why? Dr. Faith Spoonmore says her nephew was trying to pick up his younger twin brothers from a friend's house Thursday night when he mistakenly went to the wrong home. Civil rights attorney Lee Merritt says Ralph rang the doorbell and waited. And he was confronted by a man who told him, don't come back around here. And then he immediately fired his weapon, uh, striking uh, Mr. Yarl in the, in the head. He went to the ground and then he was shot a second time. Merritt adding Ralph was able to run for help after being shot and says Ralph knocked on multiple doors before a neighbor answered and ordered the boy to lie on the ground and put his hands up. What Ralph the fuck? To comply and essentially lose consciousness after that, oh. uh, which is what allowed him to get medical treatment. The shooting sparking outrage on social media. Hollywood heavyweights like Viola Davis and Halle Berry demanding charges. Fueling that fury, police taking the homeowner into custody and 24 hours later, they say, releasing them without charges. Prosecutors now say the charges followed a thorough review of the case police put together. Even that alone, because this I mean, this guy is fucked, whoever did the shooting. He looks like you'd expect a decrepit old fucking white racist to look. He's a mess. Um, the whole idea of bringing him like down to the station for questioning and then setting him free, that alone is, is fucked up. As the prosecutor of Clay County, I can tell you there was a racial component to the case. They add the felony charges filed against Andrew Lester carry a potential sentence of up to life in prison. A warrant. Okay, so if that's um if that's a if there's a racist element to it, a race does factor into it isn't that a isn't that like a federal hate crime or something it issued immediately for the 85 year old's arrest it's been my goal from the very beginning to get justice for the child involved in the case tonight the family says a marching band standout with dreams of studying chemical engineering okay look at this oh the he's an absolute uh, a sweet brilliant soul here he is here he is in, in the in the fucking classroom doing amazing things look at him is healing he's alive i think that's the biggest message and his aunt's kind of a babe too that i want people to remember is that he is alive prosecutors in kansas city said today they also did not pursue hate crime charges because in this case under missouri law they say those charges would have come with a shorter sentence. Oh, and okay. Also new tonight, That's Ralph Morrill's family attorney says the teen today spoke to President Biden, who invited him to the White House. Okay. And told him, we are all waiting to see justice in your case. 
Oh, man. This is so fucked up. Shit. I don't, I don't understand that either. Uh, Kenny writes, hate crimes equals shorter sentences. What the fuck, Missouri? Chris adds, MAGA scum slash former Zaniacs will find pictures of him doing, quote unquote, something shady and portray him as a thug. Jesus. Uh, I, I got to show you the um, image of the guy. Okay, man who shot Ralph Yarl. Let's see. Who is he? What is his name again? Andrew Lester. Okay, here, here's the mug shot. Fuck. Andrew Lester mugshot. Okay. And images. Okay. This is the face of the guy. Don't come around here. We don't want your kind around here anymore. Get the fuck out of here. This guy. With the droopy eye. The fucked up face. Uh, the 80, it's an 84 year old guy. It looks like he just got out of the barber shop with this white thing around his fucking neck. Oh man. Uh, yesterday we had the uh, local TV station video on the Patreon about this guy. And, um, there was a dude cleaning up the, uh, glass around the front of the house. It looks like the uh, son of this old man. And, and, uh, you know, he looks to be in his uh, mid to late 50s. And uh, he was all standoffish and because the, the uh, TV station went up there. They go, hey, uh, we'd like to, uh, fuck you. You know, he's all pissed off. Probably a, uh, a, a racist himself. Man, this is, uh, this is a disaster. Now, with a little bit of hope. By the way, Tyler says that guy is pretty much exactly what I pictured in his in in my head. Uh, Kenny says he looks like he'd make a good pope. <laughs> the old man. <laughs> um, what the fuck is I gonna say? God, oh, uh, if you're Ralph Yarl, and the kid uh, survives with no debilitating effects then all right other than the uh, mental damage of what has happened to you you gotta know that this guy is gonna be set for life ralph will and hopefully it will all work out you're gonna look at some gofundmes right away uh, that will probably, they're probably, uh, maxed out like, uh, in the billions of dollars already for Ralph. And, and frankly, they should, if you take a bullet in the head from some fucking cracker and then you get shot again, uh, yeah, there's definitely gotta be some type of, uh, you know, makeup to help this kid out. Let's see if there's a, uh, GoFundMe already. Ralph Yarl GoFundMe. 
Okay. Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, look at this. Is, I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to look it up. We're already approaching three million dollars for Ralph, and it should be. You know, and he is going to go on to become, uh, you know, kind of like uh, a focal point for people to try to, um, you know, weed out racism. And I don't have a problem with any of that. I'm okay with that. Um, so I'm also interested in how the right is going to turn this and make this just a horrible, horrible thing and uh, somehow defile uh, the story of how everybody supports this kid for his recovery. And that will be ugly. You can count on it all happening. You know, right now, uh, the lines are already, I'm sure, there's already a, a, a divider. There's probably all sorts of people in Missouri right now and around the United States who are uh, blaming Ralph. And you watch. Uh, somehow, they will try to make it seem like the old man, Andrew Lester, the 84-year-old, uh, did the right thing, made the right decision. Tyler asks, what does Puddin, what is Puddin from the uh, uh, Puddin's Conspiracy Chowdown show, what does he think about this? I don't either, um, well, if he doesn't say on his show today how terrible this is, or say, if he ignores it, which he will, he doesn't bring it up, um, then you know uh, where he stands. But, I uh, firmly believe that it won't even cross his lips today on his show. He'll talk about something else. Tyler says he'll probably try to say Ralph is transgender. (laughs) Ryan says, I kind of hope the kid becomes some kind of leader for civil rights in the modern age if he survives. It seems clear a strong voice is needed to stop these heinous attacks or these heinous acts. He could. He could become if that's what he chose to do. I don't know if he would want that, though. I mean, it's fucking just a 16-year-old kid. Frankly, I'm just glad he's going to live. I just hope that there's no debilitating effects that um, uh, uh, hinder him physically. Like I said, mentally, there's sure to be something uh, terrible and tra- and traumatic that slows him down, uh, and with with good reason. I un- I understand that completely. One of the uglier stories you'll hear. All right. I might even get a notion to call old Puddin today and say, "Yeah, hey, you're always talking about the. Uh, you're always talking about how you're the only one talking about the stories no one's talking about." But yet, at this point in time, you're making this a story that you're not talking about. How come? It's the biggest story. What is your What are your thoughts on Ralph Jarl being shot in front of that man's house? I encourage you to call his show. He's going to know it's me the second I open my mouth. Tell you what, you get on. 9 a.m. today. I think he starts at 9.07. The show's like 45 minutes long. 
Uh, bring that up. What are your thoughts on Ralph Yarl? Are you going to talk about Ralph Yarl today or something like that? You can figure it out. You guys are better at this than I am. Shit. And then I'll play it here. All right. This show is available on Patreon. In fact, today I've got a uh, scheduled game of Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia as Rich will take on Dale at 10.30 Eastern Time. And then the Patreon bonus podcast happens after that. All part of a full day of podcasting with your old pal EZ. Those two shows are going to appear on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It is listener-supported, ad-free. One of the many, many ways I have been able to survive as an independent show. Uh, You supporting the free podcast, supporting me on Twitch. Thank you for that. And if you want more podcasting, the support on Patreon is there for you. I try not to make this a big beg fest. I just like to let people know that it does keep the lights on. And uh, if you appreciate the effort and time that I put in into making the free podcast and the Patreon, do consider signing up for that. It helps keep the content coming. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane for five or 10 bucks a month. You get hours and hours of weekly content on there. I suggest trying it for one month. In fact, sign up at Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And after you spend your five or $10 for that month, immediately cancel it. And then the trial has begun. My trial period, my probationary period. If you aren't satisfied do nothing it will not renew if you are satisfied re-sign up for a month to month or do it for a full year with 10 percent off five bucks a month is all the audio 10 bucks a month is the audio video and live streams thank you for being part of patreon the open and live stream of this show the free podcast driven by local sponsors. Thank you to Blue Frost IT for being with me for so long. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the first group, first wave of sponsors. I mean, a lot have come and gone over the years, but um, folks like Blue Frost have stayed with me. Um, So the way this works, if at your workplace the tech sucks, And you need updates. You need everything. Network, uh, computers, printers, monitors, uh, maybe laptops, keyboards, a mouse. To just go and start buying shit off the shelf without knowing what you're getting to properly support whatever type of business you are in is a mistake. You might buy too much, too little, or the wrong thing. That's where Blue Frost IT comes in. Sit down with them for a 30-minute complimentary consultation. Uh, After they figure out what it is you need, they will recommend all the things you need to purchase to upgrade your business. 616-285-50. They also do project work like uh, retrofitting an office so that it is up to the standards of 2023 for technology. Or if you're moving into a new location or a startup, Uh, You're going to need the required infrastructure in the walls, the wiring, all those things uh, in order to support your technology. That's what Blue Frost IT does. They're also in the managed IT service providing realm like they are for your old pal EZ. 
If I ever encounter a problem, I'll reach out to them and they take care of it. In a lot of cases, they can just remote into my setup and fix it on their own. Also, boots on the ground in West Michigan, they can get to your workplace and take care of any problems that way. Also, 616-285-50. Another long-timer, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Been kind of a roller coaster week with uh, temps in the uh, 80s here, and now we're 50 degrees less. I think by the... uh, by like Thursday or Friday, it's going to be like close to 70 again. And then the weekend, it's going back in the dumper. Fuck. Uh, anyway, I bring that up because it won't be long before the air conditioning is just working very, very hard. You need to have that thing tuned up, ready to go for the cooling season. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to get into the story about um, a person that none of you uh, know who she is. Uh, You will now. A little bit of background. Uh, Where I live here in Hudsonville, the city right next door is Zeeland. In fact, that's where we got Darla from, Zeeland. Uh, There is a uh, gigantic company there that makes office furniture. They're known as Herman Miller. Been around forever and uh, iconic brand. And where we live here, for some reason, um, I know why, um, office furniture, home furnishings, things like that, that is one of the central industries where we live. And this goes way back to when um, they only used wood to make furniture. These uh, furniture supply companies, um, they relied on the Grand River to transport lumber, and that helped them when it uh, comes to actually making their furniture that they would make. And then as the years uh, wore on, they started to uh, uh, change with the times. And now a lot of office furniture made from uh, other um, textiles, uh, steel, plastics, whatever. Herman Miller was one of those, is one of those iconic brands. They recently merged with another company known as Knoll, K-N-O-L-L. They are now Miller Knoll. I don't know if that's uh, worldwide known yet, but um, that's what they're known as. Uh, Andy Owen is a lady, A-N-D-I, Andy Owen, and she is the CEO of this company. She makes just under $5 million in salary, and this past year, she took a bonus of $1.2 million to give her roughly... $6.2 million in income as the CEO of Miller Knoll. I think the key thing here is that she took the bonus, the $1.2 million. And I get it. Um, I'm not going to be the one to say, hey, you make a lot of money. You should give it to other people. That is not what this is about. I mean, if she's offered by the board of this co- this publicly traded company, I think it's publicly traded. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, this is your salary. You take the salary. That's that's what you've earned. I don't have a problem with any of that. But um, what's going on here is uh, it, a um, 
a um, company-wide town hall happened where uh, she then speaks to all of the employees at Miller Knoll via Zoom and says, hey, everybody, gather around. Now, let's do a town hall. You ask me questions. And uh, it was recently made known that they would not be getting a bonus. All of the constituent players that, well, the workforce, the people who rely, you know, you get Joe Schmo who makes fucking $55,000 a year and he's counting on that $1,100 bonus. And uh, they announced no bonuses across the board. And uh, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's, it's bad optics if you take the bonus but no one else can take the bonus. Daisy's on the move, by the, or uh, Darla's on the move. Okay. Well, someone in the town hall meeting, uh, you're allowed to ask questions, asked, um, uh, how are we supposed to stay motivated if we don't get a bonus this year? If things aren't so good, how are we supposed to stay motivated? Uh, that opened up this bit of trouble. Um, I haven't yet listened to this, but I've heard a lot of people say she starts out calmly and eventually she kind of loses her shit. So here you go. Questions came through about how can we stay motivated if we're not going to get a bonus? What can we do? What can we do? Some of them were nice and some of them were not so nice. So I'm going to address this head on. The most important thing we can do right now is focus on the things that we can control. None of us could have predicted COVID. None of us could have predicted supply chain. None of us could have predicted bank failures. But what we can do is stay in front of our customers, provide the best customer service we can, get our orders out our door, treat each other well, be kind, be responsible respectful, focus on the future because it will be bright. It's not good to be in a situation we're in today, but we're not going to be here forever. It is going to get better. So lead, lead by example, treat people well, talk to them, be kind and get after it. Don't ask about what are we going to do if we don't get a bonus? Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right. Can I get some commitment for that? I would appreciate that. Oh, oh, oh boy. An old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. Oh, no. She's going to Pity City now. So people leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, no. Look at watch. Mic drop. Boom. She says, oh, oh. Again, these people are asking for, you know, whatever their bonus might be. A couple hundred bucks here. She takes a $1.2 million bonus and then has the nerve when they ask about a very, I think, a, a, a fair question. How are we supposed to stay motivated when we can't get a bonus? Oh, no. I don't, I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head if I can come up with the right answer, but I know this is not the right what answer. What are we going to do if you don't get a bonus? Get the damn $26 million. I don't know what she means by that. Get the damn $26 million. I don't have enough context to figure out what that's referring to. Maybe that's how much 
they they were under their goal, perhaps? Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right? Oh, all right. Can I get some commitment for that? That this is so condescending or condescending and fucked up. It's unbelievable. I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Have a great day. She thinks she's so awesome here. Look at that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's how people get have to fucking step down. If you're a Miller Knoll, you got to fucking go on strike or some shit after that nonsense. Tyler asked, so if the employees didn't meet a goal, that would mean she, as their leader, didn't meet a goal, right? Well, yeah, that's on you. Dan says... She should go into marketing for Bud Light. <laughs> Dougie Betts, uh, who's listening only, says, if I had a boss talk like this after tw- uh, after taking $1.2 million, <laughs> how how you can motivate me? Pay me more, Kyle says. Maureen says, let's call her. Corey says she's arrogant as fuck. Young Adam Schwab says good optics would be for her to defer her bonus. Correct. Correct. If she at that moment realized that they're onto her, even if she didn't, if she started that call with no intention of giving up her bonus, she should have said, all right, you're right. You're right. In fact, I'm going to, uh, distribute my $1.2 million bonus to all of you. It won't be that much because there's thousands of people who work for us, but you can take my bonus and then hopefully together uh, do what a step over nickels to pick up dollars is what I'm suggesting. Uh, young Adam Schwab adds, she basically said, be thankful you have a job. Dougie Betts says, love when the higher-ups don't take any responsibility for the team missing goal. Nate says, bonuses aren't a guarantee. If you aren't happy, then find another job. Oh, absolutely. I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, that's not the point, though. Uh, the, the point is, they're getting talked down to by an arrogant bitch who just took a bonus. And then a side note, is Darla chewing on the blanket? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on a second. Where's your chew toy? Oh. Stevie says it takes a village. Uh, Bob of Bob says now she's going to mail out certificates for a year of the jelly of the month club. 
Uh, Tyler says the only thing that would have made this worse is if she said, I took all the bonus money from you all and gave it to myself. Savage Sack Lunch adds, I'm on her team. Lazy fucks should have worked harder. They didn't meet their goal. That's on them, not on her. Just because she's rich, she shouldn't have to pay. Well, yeah, but um, again, if you understand, she took a bonus and she's blaming all these things on, she didn't blame it on them. She blamed it on pandemic, supply chain, and banks collapsing. You heard that, right? And then she said, get off the pity pot. Get out of pity city. You got to work harder. And oh, by the way, I took a bonus. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't be so bad if she didn't take the bonus. That's the only way. That's the only way this is a problem, in my opinion. And if anyone says, oh yeah, well, they should work harder. Well, you know, that's on her. That's why uh, uh, managers and coaches get fired. Tyler says, sounds like someone who got a bonus. Corey says, she makes office furniture. If anything, the pandemic helped them because everyone uh, bought out, bought an office chair for their house. I know I got one, but I didn't pay for it. Uh, Julie, Julie M gave it to me. I think this, uh, is this a Herman Miller chair even? I don't even know. I forget. I forget what office furniture company she gave this to me from. So, uh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know if you can go uh, with the opinion of uh, I'm on her team. Lazy fucks should have worked harder. You can't be serious with that. Savage sack lunch. That uh, uh, what do you, Dad, Darla here agrees. Did you hear that? Uh, I think it's time for her to go potty. Bob says they'll leave Pity City when she vacates Cuntville. <laughs> ah, it's such an ugly, funny word. It's funny when I'm reading it with Ville after it. Yeah, Daryl is really being hilarious now. What, what are you barking at your ball? She can't believe the ball. She's actually having words with the ball. She's been really cute. Okay. I'm going to take her to go to the bathroom. You guys sit tight. Sorry about this. I'll be back. All right. Uh, Dougie. I think Dougie here is new. D-U-G-G-Y bets. Says the bigger dog reminds me of my beagle. How they just lay around all day. Well, he is part beagle. No, he isn't. Yeah, he is. What is he again? Oh, he's part shepherd. He's a shepherd beagle. Nikki says, is Benny ever in there? I don't ever think I've seen him since I started washing this on here. Yeah, he is not very social. He doesn't really care to be around other dogs. 
Where's Bruce? He's over there in the chair. Can't see him. He's here. He's just kind of hanging out on his chair right now. Uh, Ding dong over there. Puppy is uh, wide awake now. It looks like Darla is doing something not appropriate with O'Neal. Yeah, she's chewing on a bone, but not his his bone. All right. <clears throat> anyway, where was I? Uh, Brantley Gilbert. In uh, today's edition of Gender News. Country star Brantley Gilbert is the latest uh, dude to drop the hammer on Bud Light. He's sick of it, man. By the way, this dude, Brantley Gilbert, he looks like a fucking linebacker for the New York Giants or some shit. Check him out here. And the hillbilly bitches love this guy. I mean, look at, you know, got to have the off-color American flag, preferably with like a thin blue line in it. By the way, they need to take that American flag and put like a pink line in it just to piss off thin blue line guy. Another um, well-intentioned organization that's been completely uh, hijacked. Here he is. This guy's all tatted up, got the nice watch. Dude's ton, tons of money. He's got, it looks like some type of like, um, his microphone has like a, like a like a holder on it, and I think that's supposed to depict like brass knuckles. So this guy's tough as shit. The jewelry's got the guns around his neck. So uh, he's a big Second Amendment guy too. So that's cool. You know, I can I can get behind Second Amendment, but you know I don't want to know anybody that looks like this. No, whatever. Uh, so Brantley was on stage and. Uh, Somebody tosses him a beer, I guess. And it's a Bud Light. Now, Brantley doesn't drink. I think he had the thirst at one point in time, or still does, and has been sober, perhaps. So he doesn't drink it. But someone throws Brantley, who loves, sun's out, guns out. Look at those fucking pipes on this guy. Someone throws him a Bud Light. This is like the big breakdown of the show, you know? I think they're playing Another One Bites the Dust. Oh, yeah! Oh, someone throws him a, a different beer. He's happy with that one. It looks like it just it just broke, too, when he dropped it. You ain't got a hair on your ass if you'll shotgun that sunburn. Uh huh. So he throws the uh, the backup beer to his drummer, and he's gonna shotgun the beer. Yeah! Fuck yeah, man! Woo, motherfucker! He's got a hair on his ass. Yeah! Woohoo! Yeah! Flames. Muscle. Yeah, man, fucking shit. Give it to me, Bradley. Holy shit. 
Oh. Corey says playing a song from a band where the lead singer was gay. I missed that. I did. I just. I didn't even put two and two together. <laughs> That's been my new thing: is paying attention to all these knuckleheads and how upset they are. We are so fuck Bud Light. Okay, so Brandley's all about it. Uh, you know, you had uh, John Rich, Travis Tritt, uh, Kid Rock. I think it was, was somebody else I just talked about the other day. Um, Bud Light should go ahead and um, uh, put their faces like like they should put Brandley Gilbert on the on a face on a Bud Light can, but um, with like someone putting his dick in his mouth and sell those because that would be so fantastic to see these guys how pissed off they would be. If, you know, Brantley Gilbert is actually getting gang bang by uh, three transgender people or drag queens or something like that. Oh, my God. That's what needs to happen. Uh, but as it stands, they probably won't. But I like talking about it. Jesus, fuck. How stupid is this? Uh, speaking of uh, gen- another gender story. Uh, this teacher is in trouble. And uh, it was in the UK where this happened. A teacher in the UK uh, was pressured to apologize after she misgendered them, according to the Daily Mail. So the teacher, uh, the kids are, are, are walking in and some of the uh, girls in the class are like, they want to be dudes, you know, like she has pronoun day and the kids all go up and the girls write, uh, she, uh, she, she, he, or whatever she, she, her. And, but then there was a couple that wrote like they, them, or uh, he, him. And she did not like that. Now I have learned that like the worst thing you can do in today's day and age is to misgender someone. Okay. And, um, she doesn't see it the same way these kids do. Like there's a lot of kids that are in the class. They're like, Hey, first chance I get, I'm going to become a dude. All right. I'm already a dude in my brain. And, uh, yes, I am going to change my gender. She's like, well, fuck that. The kids walk in for the day and she starts the, um, the day with good afternoon girls at the beginning of the class session. 11 year old students say not everybody here identifies as female. And this is an all girls school. It's called, uh, the prestigious, uh, it's known as the prestigious girls day school trust. Good afternoon, girls. Some of the 11 go, teacher, I want to be a dude. And uh, she didn't like that. Uh, the teacher, who is now fired, by the way, um, over this. The teacher who spoke on a condition of anonymity to the Daily Mail said that the experience was humiliating and embarrassing because 
she was forced to apologize. They said, hey, you got to say you're sorry. Well, she didn't want to do that. Some students held a lunch protest and even made placards emblazoned with the Logan trans lives matter, according to the teacher. Before the end of the week, I was in some sort of disciplinary process and the head of, uh, and the head was telling me I had to apologize to the girls after apologizing. The teacher said her application to remain at the school following the end of the contract period was rejected. I'm telling you, you've got to get in. You got to get on board with this shit. You must. Now I know a lot of you are like, oh man, go woke, go broke. Which the only reason why that's a thing is because it rhymes. That's the only reason why people say that. They 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 like the rhyming of it. You're going woke or you're going broke. How do you know? Because this rhymes. Um I boy, you know, there are so many ridiculously important things to be worried about, and this is not one of them what someone wants to be. I don't give a fuck. If my kids, okay. If Jim comes in and says, I want a vagina. I'm like, go do it. You must. I'll be over here worried about my business. If Jackie says, I want a penis installed today. I'm like, Hey, I am right there with you in moral support. If I was filthy rich, I would pay for the new penis. I'll be here worrying about Eric. That's all I can control. Boom. That's like that Herman Miller lady. Worry about yourself. And then you might get a bonus, asshole. Oh my God. Call of Duty says, who pissed off? their audience better bud light or eric i don't know i don't know who would be pissed my audience is never pissed at me because they know that if i'm whatever i'm saying they either agree with it or they don't they need to be entertained that's all that they need to be that's all i'm concerned with is whether or not what I'm saying is uh, keeping you engaged and not bored. That's all I am concerned with. Brandis says, well, I mean, I wouldn't say never pissed. Well, yeah, you were pissed off because I was playing all those great sound effects of Kelly and free beer. I can't think of any other way that I would have upset you. It's all good. My audience, we have got we have come so far since we took out the fucking trash of those morons. I am so happy that that happened. You realize that that's in August, that is the one year anniversary. Uh, from I'm a fifty year old man doing what a fifty year old man should. Tyler says, what sound effects? I'm not sure what you're talking about, Eric Zane. 
Oh, come on now. You can't possibly expect me to fall for that one. (laughs) These sound effects. That's my big go-to. All right, so that lady gets fired. Uh, Aurora Regino, a mother from California, said she was shocked after her daughter's school district used a parental secrecy policy to hide her 11-year-old daughter's gender transition process. This is closer to home, another gender story. During one of the meetings, my daughter told the counselor she wanted to tell me about her new identity. Regino said they ignored a request and did nothing to support her in letting me know that was going on at school, she told board, me- board members at a meeting in April. This policy they have in place to keep these situations a secret from the family is incredibly damaging, the mother added. Look, you got to understand, um, people who are gay and wanting to change their gender have always been there. I heard some dumb fuck, I forget who it was, some dumb fuck who made a point. It might have been Rogan. Um, no, it was Drew from Drew and Mike. His stupid point was, look, in the state of California, there's a lot. There's considerably higher transgender people in California that have come out in the uh, at school-age children than in other states. And it's like, well, yeah, you idiot. And that's not because of the grooming. Dumb, dumb. That's because they feel like they can. These people have always been there. Back when I went to school, they were there. In the same numbers. Nothing's nothing's causing them to become gay or want to change their gender, ding dong. There's always been that same percentage of people. Just now, depending on where they are, they're more comfortable announcing it. Of course there's going to be more people that do that in California. That's they're they're the hell of a lot more accepting there than they are in fucking Texas, where they just fucking tie you to a fence and shoot you in the fucking face. Use your fucking brain. When I went to school, no such thing as a gay person did not exist. When I went to college, same thing. If you listen to those old uh, uh, Who Are These Zanes shows, I'm the biggest fucking homophobe on the planet because I had been trained to hate gay people. What, what do you do when you encounter a gay guy? Oh, you beat the shit out of him. You make fun of him. You call him an F rhymes with bag. Jesus, fuck. I'm so glad the world the world is changing. Uh, Ashley says, isn't Drew that guy's uncle? She's referring to, uh, any old Joe. Yes. Yes. Hi, honey. What's the matter? What's going on over there? Hold on. Let's see if we can catch her. Come on. Make your noise. Make your cute puppy noise. All right. Yeah. Um, 
addition, uh, speaking of Drew, I'm going to see him coming up in September. And I'm, I'm wondering how that interaction is going to go because I, I hung out with him last September. And uh, it was great. And then the shit hit the fan. And I was obviously very outspoken about uh, what was going on with our pal uh, St. Gaslight. So I'm wondering if he is aware of all that shit and how he will react to what uh, the latest um, shit that has happened with his nephew. Which, by the way, I am dying for an update. What the fuck is that guy doing? APB on Joe Gaslight. I need a goddamn update as to what is happening to that piece of shit. She's biting her back foot now. She's in a fight with her foot. All right. Thank you to my friends at Berlin Raceway for being on board with this show. Berlinraceway.com is where you get tickets. You can buy them online. For just $14 a pop, 17 at the gate. Aram says, does Eric still have Joe's cell phone number? I do. Okay. O'Neill is growling because um, Darla is climbing on her. cute as that now he's like all right fine <laughs> i should give joe a call it's not a bad idea all right let's do it no i can't do it i'm not gonna do it Corey says do it. All right, I'll do it. Uh, It's still saved as producer Joe. O'Neill is getting pissed off. O'Neill, come on. Leave her alone. Give her a break. says she loves O'Neill and he is annoyed by that.
Corey says, does this violate the legal document? Oh. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Six, one, six, seven, eight, zero, five, five. Need an update. You guys are a bad influence on me. O'Neill is so annoyed. All right, where was I? Berlin Raceway. Uh, sign, get tickets online at uh, berlinraceway.com. 14 bucks a pop. You got racing this weekend at Berlin. Uh, for a 15 and under free parking free you can bring a 12 by 18 cooler no big deal uh that's allowed with all the snacks and soft drinks you can uh put in it no booze no glass berlinraceway.com the best value in sports here in west michigan thank you to m37 hackers golf simulation business so if you're driving down M37, you hit Middleville. That's where M37 Hackers is. Um, if you go to like X Golf, you're going to pay over $60 an hour to rent one of those golf simulator bays. The exact same thing is at M37 Hackers uh, minus a third of the cost. 40 bucks an hour, 269 205 2095 M37 Hackers in Middleville. Golf the best courses in the world at M37 Hackers. Bring a cooler, load it up, load it up with beer, bring your buddies, enjoy a great time golfing at M37 Hackers. Golf year-round in the comfort uh, indoors at M37 Hackers. When it's hot out, it's cool. When it's cool out, it's warm. M37 Hackers, 269 20520 Nine five. That's two six nine two zero five two zero nine five. All right. Um. There was a guy. Not uh, actually. I don't want to do that. I want to do this. I want to talk. Um. This is this is great. A couple of things uh, concerning baseball. The Miami Marlins baseball team uh coming up in about 10 days the chicago cubs are taking on the miami marlins back in 03 the chicago cubs were five outs away from um winning the world series or going to the world series in the national league championship series they're playing the cubs uh cubs are taking on the marlins i should say cubs are five outs away from winning the NLCS and going to the World Series. Ball is hit to left field and it's floating out of, out of uh, into foul territory and there's a fan there by the name of Steve Barton, uh, Bartman at Wrigley Field. Uh, Moises Alou, the left fielder for the Cubs, is drifting over. He goes to make the catch. Bartman kind of puts his hand up and interferes with the play and uh, the guy does not make the catch. Alu is furious and he yells at the fan. Um, the Marlins proceed to come back 
during that last last stages of the game and win that game and then won the finale, the game seven, to go to the World Series. Well, that effectively ended Bartman's life. Uh, there's been documentaries made about this guy, about him and what life has been like for him. And he would have been, it would have been a solid move at that point if he went to the uh, top of Wrigley Field and jumped out the other way onto the street into traffic and gotten killed because uh, his life was miserable from that point forward. There were people protesting his house, saying they're going to fucking kill his family, burn your house down. Uh, everything, everything terrible that you can imagine happened to this guy because he happened to put his glove up to grab the foul ball. And he's a total dork. He's a huge Cubs fan. And uh, yeah, he's got the uh, headphones on and the hat and the glove. You know, he's a total dork. Uh, but his life was ruined. It has been. He's been in seclusion ever since. The Cubs even have won the World Series since then. And then they like uh, invited this guy back to the ballpark. And people still hate him. They've never gotten over it, these psycho Cub fans. So, you know, that's just the way it is. And that's terrible. The Marlins posted on social media this bit of hilarity. They post to their social media. The Marlins are hosting Steve Bartman Appreciation Weekend from April 28th through the 30th against the Cubs. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> now, it's all just a gag, but I mean, I wish it wasn't. I wish they actually did have him there. And so that he can tell the, the Cubs and their fans to fuck off. He should have leaned into this from the beginning and, and moved right to Miami in 2003. I mean, he there, I mean, instead he's living in Chicago like a jackass and everybody hates him and they actually want to kill the guy. I mean, actual want to kill. If he had gone to Miami, he'd have gotten tons of puss. And probably be worth millions today. But this isn't exactly the sharpest pencil in the box. Now, uh, this is an uh, NBC Sports Chicago article. And in the article, I was like, why does this seem so editorialized? The Miami Marlins wrongfully promoted a Steve Bartman appreciation weekend when the Cubs come to visit them in late April. The promotion is a troll against the Cubs for the time Bartman, a fan, stole a foul ball away from Moises Alou during game six of the NLCS in 03. I don't know if the uh, words Miami Marlins wrongfully promoted. I would say they rightfully promoted it. It always bums me out when I see people who don't understand how the internet works. It doesn't really bum me out, but it's like, how can you not? I mean, fuck, quit being a pussy about it. Take the L and uh, get them back. It's kind of like when, uh, you know, Jim would come up to me, Jackie hit me. I go, oh, yeah? Yeah. What did you do? 
he'd look at me like I'm crazy. Uh, it turns out nine times out of 10, he didn't do anything. She would just walk up to him and hit him. But typically this does work. You say that to the kid and go, yeah, hey, uh, well, what did she do? Go And then if he would have said that, I said, well, go hit her back. The Marlins claimed the release of the graphic was an error. That's a lie. And there were never serious talks about the promotion. I always love that. Now they're being pussies and said, oh, yeah, hey, that was a mistake. Yeah, somebody's in big trouble. They're not. According to uh, Andy Slater, however, clearly the graphic being made coincides with the team seriously considering the idea, according to this. The team also sent out an email promoting the promotion, further proving their intentions to theme the weekend after Bartman. I, I love every part of this, except they're not going through with it. I wish they would. This person writes, the Mar- again, this is a Chicago outlet. The Marlins' attempted promotion of the incident is wildly irresponsible and classless. Irresponsible? I would say it's a sound business acumen, if you want to know the truth. Classless? So what? Their attempt to cover up the promotion and claim ignorance is arguably more shameful. More updates to come on this story, if there if there are any. Oh, well, some writer for NBC Sports Chicago is butthurt. I wish there was a name. So much pain. We endured so much pain when the team lost. Yeah, I would. Um, they They should absolutely get Bartman there but I think he's like still a Cubs fan and I I don't think he's left his house in 20 years he lives like fucking Howard Hughes pissing in fucking glass jars didn't do anything Tyler says they need to double down and give him a 2003 World Series ring (laughs) Uh, Aram the voice of reason says they're using Bartman as a joke, rekindling the anger Cubs fans have for Bartman. If they pay Bartman big money for this, then maybe. Yeah, Quit being so uh, right, okay? Can you just for once have a good time? Stop being appropriate. We need more. I like inappropriate. Let's go with that. Okay. The only time I'll talk about baseball is when shit like that goes down. Okay. I love this story. This is a college baseball story. Now I've got a uh, video and audio to show you, but in a nutshell, what happened here was uh, the Florida players were um, in a very tight game and uh, this pitcher for the Gators, Brandon Neely, um, he is pitching and he strikes out a batter from Georgia. And he was fired up, so he kind of went, yeah, let's go, let's go. And that was it. The umpire threw him out of the game 
because he was excited to strike out the Georgia player. Let us watch this. You can see for yourself and listen as it all unfolds. It's grainy, but you can see him kind of like tromping around. Not a big deal. And then watch the ump. He throws him out. He throws him out for that. Look at this guy. Double birds giving it to the ump. All the Florida Gators fans. Here comes the manager for the Gators. So that's just fucked up. One more time. Get out of here. Pitcher can't believe it. It's so fucked up, man. Oh, my God. Fans don't like it. But that's it. He sticks by it. Short time later, later in the game, uh, another player by the name of uh, Jack Caglianone decided to have fun with the umpires. He hits a grand slam home run. And watch what the guy who's rounding the bases after he hits the grand slam, watch what he does to troll the umpires. And 21 here this afternoon. Look at his celebration. He's walking like uh, he's stiff with no celebration whatsoever and with a straight, with no expression on his face as he rounds the bases. And 21 here this afternoon. Look at He's not doing anything. He's just walking. He won't slap anybody five. <laughs> well, he's caught the hearts of the... Uh, oh, my God. 21 here this afternoon. You can hear somebody laughing. <laughs> I love that. Well, he's caught the hearts of the fans. Oh, my God. It's a great troll. No celebration. Uh, Corey says baseball and its unwritten rules are dumb ass fuck. Kyle Ryan says ESPN 30 for 30 has a great story about Bartman and Buckner being scapegoats for the teams losing. Kenny says, I saw a clip the other day of a pitcher spinning away from the ball. Uh, that was just hit back to him. And uh, hit the back of his hat and head and knocked his uh, hat off. I saw that too. That was incredible. The guy, uh, he he pitched it and the ball was hit back at, at like 17,000 miles an hour back at his face. There's a vapor trail on it. And he ducked just in time. I will never understand why they don't wear some type of protection on their, on their uh, fucking coconuts. Oh, a different clip. Kenny says, I saw a clip of a pitcher spinning away from a ball just hit, and he caught the ball behind his back. Best thing uh, baseball-related I've seen in ever. I have seen that happen in the past. I've seen uh, players do that shit. Corey says, how about the clip where the pitcher throws a ball and the bird explodes? That would be Randy Johnson. Oh, my God. The bird was like, uh, you remember like uh, when you'd watch Looney Tunes 
And uh, Foghorn Leghorn, um, what they would like have dynamite and it would blow him up and all his feathers would fall off and he'd just be like a skinny like guy with his head and his beak, his red head and his beak still intact. That's what that bird looked like because the guy throwing the ball was like the uh, hardest thrower in baseball, Randy Johnson. Six foot 11. Oh, God. Average speed on his pitches was like 199. Oof. Yikes. You are not kidding. That was ugly. Okay. Okay, so we got my baseball news segment is now complete. Trolling the umpire. Marlins Bartman Day. That's great. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage and you're uh, looking for a home to buy, make sure that you get pre-approved today. 231-332-6505. Maybe you're uh, looking to refi your home, get a little money out, pay a high-interest credit card bill. You can do that as well with the five-star service from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231 332-6505. My pal, Throat Slash Dale from Superior Cleaning and Power Washing. uh, Now, I mean, he is everywhere. He's uh, about to finish up the purchase of another company. He's absorbing another company so that he can better serve his customers. Uh, 231-740-4098. Now, he will, uh, the summer months, he'll power wash the outside of your home, maybe your driveway, maybe your pool deck, maybe your uh, uh, stones on your landscaping. All that stuff needs to be clean. Have Dale do it for you. Call and get an estimate today, 231-740-4098. If you're in the restaurant business, he also cleans hoods. Uh, That is a uh, job that only a uh, specialized uh, person can do. And Dale is licensed to clean hoods in restaurants. 231-740-4098. Finally, thanks to the Kent County Health Department. They're batting last in the order today. If you need any information on the WIC program, vaccinations for the little ones, or any personal health services, that's who you call. The Kent County Health Department. 616-632-7200. Thank you to them. Want to make sure I'm not blocking your view of the uh, of the dogs there, Darla. I think she's getting comfortable with with O'Neill. <clears throat> I don't, you know, don't you think? My God, what a doll! Slept through the night last night. Didn't get up once. At some point, I'm going to be able to sleep with my wife again. Because she sleeps in Maddie's bed with the puppy. We should be putting her in a crate. You know how that is? You, you crate train the dog, and I've, I've done this many times. However, you miss out on cuddling with a living, breathing, stuffed animal. Can you imagine nuzzling up to that? So we're like fighting over who gets to sleep with the puppy. I'm like, they're only a puppy once. You you sleep, you hold them tight and snuggle a puppy. Who hasn't, I am, I am so full of puppy snuggles that I'm like, 
I've I I can't if I uh, if if someone if I explain to somebody what my life is like right now, what do you do all day? I snuggle a puppy. They'd be so jealous. So I'm using the time accordingly. If you have a puppy, you must continue to snuggle the dog every time you can. So eventually the dog might be crate trained, but not right now. No. Now the job is uh, just love the puppy. Snuggle fest. I'd feel too bad if I heard her crying. I'd, I'd be like, fuck it. Go get her. I cannot. She cannot be alone. We have to go take care of her. Ryan says, I remember the missus and I trying to create train our puppy. Hearing his whines in the middle of the night was always heartbreaking. We caved and let him sleep with us. Now we're just part of his pack and he's always on us. The little bastard smothered me. <laughs> yes, of course. I love dogs so much. Um, someone, I was talking to somebody. I go, I, I don't, I don't buy anything fancy. I just buy dogs. Some people buy cars. I buy dogs. Um, I've become so, so much a crazy dog dude that I actually, if someone doesn't have a, a pet, even if it's a cat, I'm like, okay, great. You gotta have a pet. I don't, I don't trust people who don't have pets. Like my dad. I don't trust him. Why? Because they have a pet. You got to take care of a pet. You know? <clears throat> Kenny says, I can't afford a pet. Well, you know, you're right. Uh, I'm not saying, yeah, you're right. You can't. Uh, well, they are expensive. There's no question. Brandis has always slept with mine as a pup. Now he, now he is a 130 pounds human sized dog, hard to sleep with, but he still squishes his way into the bed. <laughs> oh man. All right. I want to get to one more story. Um, as you know, where I live, is uh, Ottawa County. And um, I've, I always try to give you a little bit of an overview as to what the climate is like for this particular type of discussion. During the pandemic, there was an uprising of MAGA. Always has been a staunch conservative stronghold, which is fine. To me, conservative is different than MAGA. Conservative, I respect. MAGA, I do not. Um, this became a MAGA stronghold. And they got their marching orders from various scumbags um, to form a political action committee. They did this absolutely by the book and were able to shoehorn their candidates to um, legally win in the latest election, all of the important seats on the county commission. They also won numerous spots on various school boards, and they're, it's, 
you know, tough to get anything done. And uh, they're busy wasting their time talking about uh, what books are in the library and shit like that. So it's a real quagmire. Uh, One of the first things that this new county commission did was in their first meeting, they said to the administrator, which is kind of like the guy who runs the city or runs the county. And then the uh, commissioners all work with the constituents. The administrator is a hired position to run that county. His name was John Shea. They walked into the first meeting. They said, you're fired. And he got up from his chair and walked out. And then they brought in John Gibbs, and who, who is uh, uh, a black white supremacist. Well, I can't even get behind that joke. He reminds me of Clayton Bigsby, the black white supremacist, except he's not blind. Gibbs is the guy who lost the uh, third district in the uh, United States House of Representatives to um, Hillary Scolton. First time Kent County's gone Democrat in like 50 years. He had won the primary against Peter Meyer who tried to impeach Trump as a Republican. So he got, Meyer got shown the door. They bring in Gibbs. He loses to Skolton, vanishes. They make, uh, uh, then he uh, resurfaces when they may, they fire John Shea in Ottawa County and they go, John Gibbs, welcome to your new job. They pay him $250,000 a year. And uh, that's that. Well, Shea is back on his feet now. He now is been named the city manager in Wyoming, Michigan, which is part of Kent County. So he's not representing Kent County. He's representing this. Wyoming is a pretty big place. Wyoming, Michigan, the community. Um, The city of Wyoming has announced that he um, applied for the job as the city manager. They needed a, uh, someone to do that job and there was an opening and so after this guy got fucking unceremoniously broomed from Ottawa County, that door closes in his face. Uh, he picks up his shit. And now here he is a handful of months later, he's running the city of Wyoming now. Good for him. Uh, 50 people applied for the job. It just goes to show you how odd it was for Ottawa County to fire that guy. You know, he was fired simply because they wanted their own scumbag yes man in there. Shea, uh, he probably could have rightfully sued and won uh, for wrongful termination. He served as city manager in Ludington, Michigan, village manager in Almont, and has worked in local government for 25 years, including this time in Ottawa County. Why he was fired in the first place was in my opinion, simply because they wanted their own yes man in there. So now he's on his feet working for the community of uh, Wyoming. Meanwhile, the health director, remember she was fired too because, you know, she supported mask mandates and social distancing and they wanted their own guy in there who literally his only credential is he's an HVAC specialist. Again, like Joe Martinez being the health director. They tried to bring their guy in. She uh, put the brakes on it by filing a lawsuit. She still works there. She can't be fired right now until the end of uh, this lawsuit takes place. 
And she, so they, can you imagine how awkward that is? In fact, today, like right now they're meeting and she apparently today, this health director is doing a presentation to these people who wanted to fucking fire her. Oh my God. Fucking great. So much nonsense going on in that community. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the asshole of the day. Who is it going to be today? Oh, it's, I know who it is. Uh, yesterday, I had Florida pedophile down. Don't even remember why. Well, it's got to be that dude in Missouri. 84-year-old uh, Andrew Lester for uh, shooting the shooting the kid as he stood right in the head outside of his door. Uh, Ralph Jarl. I think that's his name, right? I'll make sure I get it right. Yeah, uh, Ralph Jarl, the 16-year-old kid, uh, rings the doorbell. Hey, I'm here to get my siblings. Bam! The fucking moron scumbag shoots him in the head. Oh, that is ugly. All right. And uh, so hopefully justice is served. That guy might face like uh, the rest of his life in prison and he should. And if he doesn't, uh, there's going to be a fucking riot. It's already weird because they, uh, they, they detained the guy and then let him out. I mean, if that were you or me, um, well, uh, if that were any black guy, they would, he'd be arrested and wouldn't be, wouldn't be let, let loose. You know, it's, it's a complete pile of shit. Ryan says what little life he has left. I say stone him. Bob says random Joe for not answering the phone. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate it. That's going to do it for me. You have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you down the road. And uh, actually, I got a uh, Patreon smarter than a former uh, drug dealer trivia game with Dale in mere moments. I'll talk to you then. Thank you.